Well, hello again and welcome in. Wherever you are today and wherever you're listening from, I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's Word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida, and I cannot even believe I'm saying this, but welcome to March. Wow, right? Uh, Two months into 2023, seems like it just started, and I've got to ask, based on some things we've talked about here recently on the 44, uh, number one, are you avoiding frozen pipes in your life by letting it drip in prayer and remaining in Him, serving, and reading from the episode on frozen pipes. Uh, number two, are you getting your knees dirty? Are you checking in from time to time on your garden from the episode on getting your knees dirty and, and pulling weeds? And then through all that we've talked about these last six weeks, what role are you playing in the building up of the body of Christ through that Greek word we looked at for six weeks called koinonia? Now, as I've suggested several times, again, nothing mind-blowing, but set yourself some reminders. Uh, Mine is, as I've told you, I've I've got to pull weeds, and I try to evaluate where I'm at in different areas of my life uh, every time that reminder pops up. And and let's just say um, I do have some weeds to pull this week to refocus and get back on track as, as that reminder popped up. And it's time to get my knees dirty and, and get to work in doing that. But you know, even through the hard work that's required to fine-tune my life and, and keep it in constant subjection to Christ, and trying to give closer attention to what we've heard so that we don't drift away from it, as Hebrews 2 uh, verse 1 mentions, there there come these times where in the midst of the, the hard stuff and the hard work where we need a reset. I was visiting with someone a few months ago who was in rehab uh, for a long period of time from uh, an injury that he had. And he was telling me and talking to me about some property that he has and, and he hunts on and how it's kind of his getaway place. And in the midst of him talking about it, he mentioned how he cannot wait to get back because it was a place for him to go to reset his soul. And I don't remember hearing much else afterwards. Uh, Just kidding, Jeff, if you're listening. But I thought, man, how awesome is that? The idea of resetting the soul. And what he said that day, I plugged into my notes on my phone and then wrote uh, wrote down next to it a song that we sing um, in worship from time to time that is, Restore My Soul. And the lyrics of that song, if you've ever sung it before, describe these moments we go through where the work is hard and um, our hearts are weary We're begging and pleading with God to renew us, to rebuild us, to revive us, to replace all doubts and fears we have with faith so bold. Our our cup is empty. It needs refilling. We need a reset. And, you know, I I think this comes at a great time uh, because here we are, um, you know, a sixth of the way through the year 
And already, like me, you may have lost sight of some resolutions you had or some goals you set, or you may have let your one word, if you did that with us, fall by the wayside already. Or maybe you got after it so hard um, that, that you're already burnt out. Or listen, maybe it's none of those, and you're living in the land of Psalm 6, as David describes how weary his soul is. He says there in verse 6, Every night I make my bed swim. He turns his bed into a waterbed with his tears. He dissolves his couch with his tears. His eye is wasted away with grief. Man, that... It's just us sometimes, right? Uh, Regardless of what's going on, internal or external. Well, today, I want to challenge you to reset your soul. And maybe you need this now, or maybe you'll need it later. And so how do we do that? Well, before we answer that, we have to first understand how our cup goes to empty. Why is it that we need a reset in the first place? Uh, to, To what... In this life, do we credit the discouragement and the trials and the temptations we face day in and day out? What is it that leaves us feeling like we're stuck in a rut and we're bogged down and we're just blah, right? Now, I'm not sure I can give an accurate answer for all of you listening because, again, that could be different things. And that's tough for me to answer for you. But I know that for me personally, besides the things that happen that are outside of my control, those times where I know I need a reset or a restoring of the soul come about most when I've worked myself into a position of feeling trapped by my own routines and my own bad habits, and and I've gotten away from Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1. I stopped paying attention to what I've heard, and, and I'm the one drifting away. I begin to not listen to him. I move away from allowing him to shepherd my life. Surely you've never been there before, right? Kidding, but that's been all of us. So what do we do? How do we reset? How do, how do we uh, take on this thing that's, that's resetting my soul? Well, we've talked through so much koinonia the last six weeks that Hopefully, what we discovered in that, in God's Word, is that people play a huge role in a reset. But rather than go there again, how can I individually reset my soul? Well, first and foremost, I think like my man Jeff said to me that day, it's important to find your place to do that. And that place is different for all of us. For for him, it was his property to the north. For some, it's being out on a boat with a fishing pole in hand. For me, it's been waking up before everyone else in my house to read, to have some quiet time before the busyness and the routine of the day even begins. So what is your place? What's your sweet spot? Whatever that is for you, go there and go there to reset your soul. Why? Well, you know that guy that came and lived just over 2,000 years ago? Well, well, guess what? He did the same thing. He did the same thing in order to prepare for what was ahead. He did the same thing and and went to a place from time to time to recharge, to, to work through grief. If you remember after his cousin John the Baptist was beheaded, uh, he, he went to a place in times of distress Um, like before he was arrested, right? He went away. 
Jesus found a place of solitude, a place of quiet, a place that was his place to do exactly what we sing and to refill his cup, to replace all doubts and fears that he was having, to be revived, to be restored, and to reset his soul. Now, in the events that we can read about on the Mount of Transfiguration in Luke chapter 9, remember God speaks out of the cloud and says of his son, This is my beloved son, my chosen one. Listen to him. But you see, this is not just clean the earwax out and listen to what he said. Because part of listening to him is to do what he did. To reset your soul. To refocus yourself. To take yourself to that place as he did for a reset. Now, back to the Psalms for the second part of your 44. And I want to look at David because David was was clearly a great example of someone who wrote about both the internal and the external factors that put us in places of weary and grief and an empty cup and feeling stuck. Not only did he write about turning his bed into a waterbed with his tears, but also mentions being in places in his life that were comparable to slimy pits and pits of destruction and and feeling stuck and trapped. And yet being the man he was, a man after God's own heart, and he says after he turned his bed into a waterbed that the Lord heard him. After mentioning in, in Psalm 40 how he was in a a pit of destruction and a and a slimy, sticky, awful place. It was God that lifted him from there and set his feet upon a rock and gave him a new song to sing. Now, perhaps the most well-known psalm that he wrote, Psalm 23, because of the personal nature of it and allowing the Lord to shepherd him, through the stuck and erupt moments of life and into a reset and a restoration of the soul, he writes there, he lets me lie down in green pastures. You know, there's that that place again, that that place of solitude and, and quiet as I picture it. He leads me beside quiet waters to refill and rejuvenate and rehydrate and restore And here it is in verse 3 of Psalm 23. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. But that's not all. As you probably know the psalm, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You see, what I want you to see today in in resetting your soul is that no matter how bad or how tough things are in our life, when we allow Him to shepherd our life and to truly do that, that you'll find that reset and you'll find that new song to sing. And not just that, David says here in verse 5 that through allowing the Lord to shepherd his life, not only does he find that reset, but that his cup overflows. I want to encourage you here as we close to not just listen, but to do. And to go find your reset. Allow him to shepherd your life and let your cup overflow. 
Love you guys, and thank you so much, as always, for listening. Now, go reset.